Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And welcome back into our normal setup on this episode. Uh, we really do appreciate everybody that voted and, and commented, liked that video. We we really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun to do. I think the three of us had a good time kind of goofing off in that, making fun of some stereotypes while we were doing it. But Just a wee bit. <laughs> just, just a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, it was a good time, and we were talking about it off air. We're going to try to do that potentially live next year, live streamed, not necessarily at a location, but we're going to plan it out a little bit more, give you guys some more time to vote, do all that kind of stuff. But it was a lot of fun. I know. I had fun. Yep. We had a lot of newcomers this year. A lot. <laughs> had a lot of good offensive talent, too. Yep. <laughs> carrying on the tradition, I see. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weekly thing for him, man. Why say many words when few words do same drink? I want to see world. You want to see world. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that mean? You want to see world like Shamu? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Interesting. Podcast we have going here. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, every time we say we're going to be more organized and all that kind of stuff, it just goes right out the window. I don't even know why we try. But we'll go ahead and get on track here. Um, as of that, we were recording this on... Wednesday. Wednesday, January third is the day I was trying to. I was trying to think of the date. Orlando City announces the signing of Ivan Angulo on a permanent transfer. Ivan. Ivan. <laughs> Welcome back, Ivan. Actually, Ivan. I wish it was Ivan Tony. Yeah, we're not dropping. Alone. We're not dropping one hundred ten mil for that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but we did drop a million. Is the rumored transfer fee upwards, uh, upper $1 million range, but no DP tag for him. Obviously, that's a good thing for us. If it would have been a DP, I would have been pissed, honestly. I would have been yeah. shocked. I don't, he's a decent player, not a DP player. Uh, I was 50-50 on the fact um, that we should re-sign him, and we did, so i got to be happy with it, but I also would have been fine if we didn't. And then we went out and found someone else. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, it was those 50-50 odds. With those odds, you can possibly go to our sponsor uh, that Dave actually read today. And then we'll get back to the podcast. With NFL playoffs right around the corner and the NBA season in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all the up-to-the-second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get into the action and see all the updated odds. And remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Yep, I probably wouldn't have made money with the signing of Yvonne, betting on him re-signing or not. Um, he brings a lot to our team, but... Some would say not enough offensively to someone that we would need in that position. Yes, but also you don't have to look at it as him signing that deal to be that that guy out left. Like it could just be a depth signing. We could bring someone else in realistically. It's always nice to have someone like Angulo, someone who understands Poppy's system, who may not be the greatest going forward, but gives so much to us tracking back. He does do that very well. And who's to say he doesn't find his finishing boots? That starts. is like saying that you find your finishing Dog. boots. It doesn't happen. It's, it's, it's happening. Well, let's be honest. It's not. You, you can't find them because they're not there. Hmm. What if it? But but if it does, it would be a very good sign. It would, and then if it's still only a mill, then yes, it is a very good signing. But you got to take the chance that that happens. And I don't know. To Dave's point. It, very well could be a depth signing and just someone that will press and work hard. And to that point, you just got to say fairs. 
but we need the quality up front to finish off chances or create more quality chances than what he brought last year. Well, one thing's for sure, he is a proven difference maker for Orlando City on occasion, whether it be through his pace or even goal scoring. In his 54 appearances for us, he has tallied 6 goals and 11 assists. So, not great numbers, but also better production than what we think when we see him on the field. So it's a goal involvement just over every three games? It's not great. Obviously, we want to see it step up. But if he continues to develop in the system and find himself in a, a more in, in, integral role, I think he could step up to it over time. He eventually could. He is just going to have to find his finishing boots, like we said, or just some sort of composure in the final third. Because he does all the hard work to get to the final third, but then it's just that final pass, mm-hmm. the final finish that's lacking from him. And then that's where we could lose a game. We could end up with one point instead of three points. And we need the composure or just the quality to finish off those chances. And that's where I'm kind of not frustrated, but maybe disappointed that we won't get someone a little bit better in that final third quality. You think that comes down to decision-making? It comes down to decision-making and just quality. Sometimes it's just not there. You're probably not going to get someone that will work as hard off the ball or to win the ball back and have fantastic quality on the ball unless you're in La Liga or the Prem or something like that. Right. So here, you're basically trying to choose between one or the other. Facundo has that quality in the final third, but he's not going to work as hard as Angulo does to win the ball back. So at this point, we're asking for one or the other, and Angulo could be that one to work hard off the ball, and then hopefully someone else up top can finish those chances. Yep. I would agree with that. I think decision-making is only going to get better with his time in the team and more minutes that he plays with us. So the quality is something that we're obviously going to have to focus on with him. He's also still only 24 years. Mm-hmm. So he's still young. Another year in this system, in this country, under Oscar. He could, mean, he could. Last season was his first full season with us, yeah? Yeah. So, I mean, ideally, by mid-season 2024, this was Jesus this year, uh, he, he should be up to the standard that we've set for him, yeah? Yeah. You would think two years, you get that second-year bump officially, you know? You're at a club where you're, you're wanted, you're being used and utilized. I think that also, you know, makes a big difference playing under a coach that believes in you mm-hmm. and, and believes in your ability. So... You know, Oscar believes in his guys almost to a fault sometimes. So, yep. you know he's going to get his opportunities to continue to improve himself. So, last year he had six goals, six assists, and 43 appearances. Do you want to see those same numbers? It's still that just it's still one goal involvement in just over three matches, or do you want to see him try to improve on that? Or are you fine with the production that he has currently? No, for me, ideally, he has to improve. Um, he'll always have that work rate, but if he wants to get to the next level, not only just in terms of playing, but in terms of himself, he has to start producing more. Right. So for me, it depends on the way that those six and six happen. If we see him this coming year missing glaring opportunities and stuff like that in the final third again, I'm going to be frustrated. But if he's just locked down on, you know what I mean, and, he, and the chances are fewer and far between, or he's, he's playing a different role in the team and say he only scores six and, and gets six, I feel like I'll be less frustrated in that aspect. But if we see him constantly missing in the final third and, and, not having, and having the opportunities but not capitalizing, I'm obviously not going to be happy with that. You can win the ball back as many times as you want, but if you're not finishing the chances Correct. that are given to you, the fans, the coach, we're always going to get frustrated because you win the ball back at the halfway line, but you don't finish off someone set up on a silver platter for you. Not going to go well ever, no matter where you are. No, so left wing seemed to be a spot that we needed to figure out and kind of get some depth in there. So we signed Angulo, seemed to have solidified the spot there. We're rumored to be linked with somebody else in another spot of need. Um, obviously, we need a number 10. And I don't think this is the 10 that any of us expected us to go after. 
didn't expect the doctor somewhat older than the guy that uh-huh. we just had to let go of. But here we are. So they didn't talk about bringing in a 10 that was less than, like, no older than 28, 29? Mm-hmm. Something like that. And uh, here we are with a 34-year-old. Yep, 34-year-old Nicolas Lodero is rumored to be heading to the City Beautiful. Um, not on a DP deal, which seemed to be clarified by Tom. Um, Tom Bogart. Yeah. Right. If we would have signed him on a DP deal. I don't I, think it would have went well. No. I don't think it would have went well for anybody. But it is a good, like we said, um, depth signing, especially for somebody to develop under, whether that be Facundo Ojeda or we bring in another young number 10, potentially, you know, 34-year-old Uruguayan international with trophies galore. I mean, he's won everywhere he's went. Mm. So, most importantly to us is the two MLS Cups in 2016 and 2019 and the CONCACAF Champions League for the first time for an MLS team back in 2022. Um, Obviously, a great mentor for the Uruguayans we already have on the team here. Yeah, it's a big signing. It, eight years ago, it's a very big signing. Huge. But Seattle did it well then. He's He will forever be a legend uh, up there. And maybe he can hit that cult hero status for us here. Um, yeah, I think we all would have liked to see a younger cam come into play maybe like someone with that like 27 year old range that has the experience and can lead um but with the rumors about facundo possibly heading into that spot um maybe we just bring in lodero to mentor him for a year maybe two who knows what it is and then hopefully that experience can help facundo in the long run but i see this more as a stopgap signing hopefully than someone that's supposed to be here for two to three years right to build around because if we're trying to build around a 34 year old you can really we Chelsea did that with Thiago Silva when he was like thirty six, and there's that's, very few players in the yeah, world. Yeah, you, you can't do that. So it's got to be a stopgap signing. If that wasn't, if that isn't what the plan is, there's bigger problems that we have to handle than other places on the field. Well, in his two hundred and thirty one appearances for <laughs> the Sounders, he scored fifty eight goals for them. So clearly. Has his finishing boots a little bit higher of a ceiling than uh, Mauricio Perea, but like we were talking beforehand, the worrying stat line is that his 2023 season was his worst production-wise. Um, he averaged over his entire time at Seattle set just over seven goals a season, just under eight assists a season with an average rating of 7.3 um, last year. In his 39 appearances, he only had two goals and five assists. So, uh, poor year by his standards. Is this the start of a decline for him, or was he just not being utilized in the same way in Seattle last year, do you guys feel? I don't even know if you can say that it's either. It possibly could just be. Seattle finished 14 wins, 11 draws, and 9 losses. Still managed second in the West. Mm -hmm. But from everything that I heard and saw from Seattle fans, is that they were having a bad season by their standards. And Seattle's standards obviously aren't low, but it just wasn't there for them. So maybe if you look across the board at all their players, you could say, oh, it was kind of a down year. Maybe some of them had standout stats, but it could have just been that. It could be the fact that he's 34 and he's slowing down. But I guess that's something that we'll have to find out. Uh, In the minutes that he'll play, will he have to be rested more? How much were we really planning on playing him? Or will he just be that locker mentor, locker room mentor role, and we don't really see him much on the field like Felipe did last year? So I kind of like the idea, like you said, that we use him as like that stopgap type player, where this year we can give him the opportunity to mentor Facundo and see if that's going to work. You know, if if he can tr- truly transition into that ten, like we think he can be that big playmaker there for us. If not. He leaves after this one year, and we go and we we sign big name number mm-hmm. ten. I feel like that might be yeah. what we're potentially looking at doing. It's obviously, like we said, a huge signing, and then it's for me. It's hugely important that he is Uruguayan national team member if he's going to be mentoring Facundo. It's somebody that he can look up to, somebody that he's watched growing up playing for the national team with his sixty appearances that he's had. 
you know, watching watching him win the Copa America back in 2011. So, you know, this is probably somebody that Facundo's looked up to. Mm-hmm. It's it's huge. I feel like he fits right in with our team. That South American build that we're going with right now, he's going to fit in with everybody. And I think it's it's important that our depth signing is a just slot in piece. Yep. And it could definitely be like a – like last season we saw Felipe come in and Junior come back. I think it could potentially, with Vacuna moving to the 10, be one of those kind of signings to where you won't see them on the field as much, but they'll probably have a big part in the locker room. I swear. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, obviously – an MLS All-Star. He's won almost every trophy there is to win. He's won MLS Cup, CONCACAF, CO, the Argentinian uh, Trophy, the Dutch League. I didn't even know he played over. Yeah, is that where played, Seattle signed from? Uh, no, he went from Nacional to Ajax to a club in between, I can't remember, to Boca Juniors. And then that's where he went to Seattle. Yeah. So... Big name, big time player, played on the biggest stages there is to play, won everything there is to win. Everywhere he's gone, so <clears throat> obviously a huge signing for us. And I think the biggest thing is that we don't waste our DP spot there. Yeah. So I I don't even remember. It's Facundo now. Who's our other DP? Ojeda. Ojeda. And then we have one more. So yeah, we, we have, have one slot left. One more DP slot left, but there are restrictions on that DP slot. Um, we can only sign a U22 initiative player, so a DP that it will be under the age of 2022 or under 22 by the start of the MLS season, or a restricted DP, which, from my understanding, means a DP that can be bought down. His contract can be bought down to under the maximum amount that can go on your salary cap. So basically you use monopoly money from the league to pay for this contract. So our owners don't have to pay for the full amount of the contract. It's a whole mess, but we have to kind of figure out how to use this because we can't let a DP slot go unused. So where on the field are we going to sign Realistically, a U-22 DP. Can't really say the 10 spot anymore. No. Doesn't seem to be that way. We obviously don't... I mean, we need right-wing depth because if Facundo's going to jump inside, we're only going to have Ojeda as a true right-winger. Right mm-hmm. Like, we've got guys that can flip around and play multiple positions and stuff like that, but a true right-winger. But we don't sign a U DP, you know, a U-22 DP to sit behind the DP. Like, Ojeda wasn't being utilized properly last year in, our, mm-hmm. in all of our opinion, but if he comes on to the into the team and bursts onto the scene this next year and just takes off, then we'll all be backtracking and saying him sitting on the bench for the year and integrating with the team and all that kind of stuff was part of it. But we don't want to do the same thing again. No, so that you don't want to sign your third DP behind Ojeda. Mm-mm. You don't want to sign them as what would technically be a third camp behind yeah. Lodero and Facundo. Don't want to stunt Duncan McGuire up top, in my opinion. Nope. No. We just re-signed Angulo. Yep. So we have the front line is covered along with the 10. Then we have Wielder in the middle who just re-signed Wilder, however you say it. Yep. Uh, and Caesar, who, is he still on some sort of special contract or is he just normal? No, he's, he's, regular, he's a regular contract, but he was signed under like the U-22, U-22 initiative. So he's, his contract didn't hit the salary cap as much as it would. There's, again, Monopoly money yeah. bullcrap. Left back, Rafael Santos. He, he's fine. We don't really need a DP left back there. No, Petrasso and Santos at the left back, yeah. so there's right really back, no need. Dagger Dan is fine. Don't want to sign a backup right back as a DP, so then you move into the center back spot. And I think that's where you see a possible need for a DP <clears> signing. Well, we definitely need a signing there no matter what because – between the two center back spots, we have Robin Johnson, Schlegel, Abdi Salim, Kyle Smith, and Thomas Williams. Kyle Smith isn't really a center back. No. Nope, that's just another depth. So if you want to go four true center backs, you've got Robin Johnson, Schlegel, Salim, Thomas Williams. 
Don't want to start Schlegel. Nope. And the other two that are there are under 20, right? So somewhere around that age. I don't know how old Sleem is, but... Young, unproven. You don't want to put that pressure on running a whole 30-plus game season with somebody that's never really played first-team minutes. Unless Salim just in the offseason, or not with Salim, sorry, unless Thomas Williams bumped his quality up massively from what we've seen the last time he played, which is probably over a year. A year yeah, ago. it's been about yeah. a year. Um, then, yeah, you don't want to put that on him. So just a sign-in period. But if you're going to make it a DP signing or a young DP signing, U22, DP, whatever it has to be, then I think that's the place that we should do it. The thing I'm worried about, I think – Two years ago in the preseason, we were talking about how much uh, Williams was playing, like getting like involved in the team, the first team more. And like you said, he probably hasn't played for us in over a year. So maybe we're being too quick to try to bring him Send into him. the team. Yep. But him pretty much being just left out of the first team the past year Not is great. maybe a worrying sign for us, even though he's still such a young player. But... In some of the OCB that I was able to watch, it seemed like there was a slight drop-off in what we thought he could originally be. The quality wasn't there. There were some mistakes. Passing out of the back wasn't as good as it should be. So I think a loan could actually benefit him, loan him out to a USL championship side and let him get minutes in what is a what I think is a higher division than MLS next and then see where he goes from there. You don't see uh, in anywhere... You don't see a guy go straight from an academy. Most of the time, you don't see him go straight from the academy into the first team. He goes out on loans over in Europe, and then he comes back a year or two after each loan to two separate sides, or same side, comes back, and he becomes integrated in that first team. As to where here, we just try to throw him in as a 17, 18-year-old into the first team, and maybe that stunted his growth a little bit because the quality difference of where he was playing was too much. So it's unfortunate that we did that, but if we could still revive his career by sending him out on a loan and his quality goes up and then we bring him back in, then I think that's the best option for Thomas Williams. Do you think that some of his uh, performance that may have been stunted could have been due to the fact that he was like on the brink of joining the first team and then got sent back down? Can definitely do him in mentally, right? I feel like, right, that could be a possibility yeah. oh yeah there's definitely that could definitely be a, a confidence setback and you know confidence is everything in this game you have to believe in yourself and your ability so i think that could be it but i i do agree keeping him on ocb this year is probably the best thing for his development he he showed us that he wasn't quite ready for this next level yet which is not a slight at him at all at 18 years old it's not easy like you said to make that jump from academy to first team without any development in between. So you don't think a loan? No, I do agree that a loan would, would, would do him well. I think keeping him with the B team this past year was good to get him, you know, minutes and stuff like that, but challenging him on a loan to, like you said, a USL side or maybe even a lower tier English side that could potentially be looking, you know, would be beneficial to him to see him compete at a higher level. Do we know if there's any loan restrictions within the MLS that I'm not sure about. There's all kinds Fucking of crap. Probably. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously, center back is a spot that we need. And looking through available players in the, the free uh, transfer market, and, you know, free agency and stuff like that, um, there's not really any good options, to be honest with you. But signing young players... And pulling them away from their like childhood clubs and stuff like that. Players looking to make that next step is a lot easier when they're that age than it is when they're we're looking at older DPs and stuff like that. You know, people that are 25, 26 that may be pushing for that big European contract, but maybe not that MLS contract. We can be that that bridge now for a kid that's 20, 21, 22 to that European club. And there's a lot of options at center back. Um just me sitting down for a couple hours doing a little research, I found two options that I really like. Um, the first option I feel like would be a dream scenario for us is Rel Amenda plays for Young Boys. He's a 20-year-old. He starts with their first team playing Champions League minutes 
um, clearly is a kid that's on the brink of making that big break, whether it be in Europe or coming here and taking that next step after that. But his market value is around 5 mil euros. Um, I don't think that's ridiculous spend for us, especially as a DP signing. And his contract's only in through 2025. So he's nearing the end of his contract. So it's kind of that it's time for him to make that decision of where am I going to go next? Um, statistically, in the top percentages on all the categories, 85% in passing accuracy, 56% long balls, 56% over the top, wins 50% of his duels, wins 57% of them in the air. Um, in the per 90 stats, it's comparable, if not better, than Robin Johnson, who I feel like is our standard for defender here. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you brought it up earlier, we could see some some drop-off when we, we see somebody come into the MLS, maybe taking that step to a little bit more of a physical league, a little, you know, a little bit more hectic, I guess we more could say. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the only problem with this guy is is that he's currently being targeted by Frankfurt over in Germany. Do you guys feel that that's a bidding war that we could even get into? Is there even a conversation for us to be had in this? What are, what's your thoughts, basically? There's definitely always a chance. If we can agree on a fee that is equal to Frankfurt, I think we have a chance. Like, there's... You can market Orlando as a place to play, kind of the same you can in Frankfurt. Yeah, there's not, you know, the Champions League possibility. There is. It's just not the European. It's not. It's not your standard. We got Champions League football. We do. That's. It's not the European move that most young players would want to make, but it's promising. There's a project here. You can be a part of the next best thing in the MLS. Yeah, and. We have Scott Sutter. Still um, trying to pick up the phone. Him. Yeah. Make a call to the young boys. That's true. We still have that link from Sutter. He's a Swiss national, right? Yeah. He's yeah. a Swiss international. So, there you go. We got that link. He's still here in Orlando training people. Yep. Um, just like Mo sold Orlando to Nico Ladero, possibly. Scott Sutter, Casella Orlando, too. Uh, Aurel Amenda. I mean, you guys kind of watched him. I feel like he is a big physical player big boy um has incredible ability to switch play from left to right mm-hmm. i mean those balls were on a dot <laughs> i saw his face and i just um the vision obviously we were just talking about but the positioning is something else too that we noticed for somebody to only be 20 years old and only be playing first team football for one or two years mm-hmm. that's some you know top level positioning somebody that just understands the game and, and where they need to be. My, it's better than our first choice center back right now yeah. on that side. My whole thing is from just from watching that those videos, he that's like a player you would see in any top six league over there. I think the only club he's linked to is Frankfurt for now, but I I just from watching him I I feel like there's gonna be a list of teams mm-hmm. that yeah, are in for him. It's definitely one of those deals that if we were to be targeting him, we got to get it done now. Yeah, we get on a private jet. I agree with you, though. Like, I, I feel like we could get the, the deal done over the line over Frankfurt, you know. We do have to come in higher than them, though, I feel like. He has to make more money here than he would there. Which is definitely a possibility mm-hmm. when you take a look at not only actual contract, but if you can get certain sponsorships, if you can get, um, like, personal marketing. <clears throat> He could definitely make a little bit more yep. here than he would over there. Get him some NIL money. Facts. Plus, like, it's Orlando. Yeah, so well, much shit to do here. Selling the them on Orlando thing. is not hard. Selling them on the MLS is going to be yes. the hard part. Because, yes, the league is improving and it's and it's doing things and it's growing, and but it's also taking six steps back every single year. So trying to sell them on the MLS is the hard part. Selling them on Orlando, I don't feel like you can come to here, come to come here to America to make the most money you've ever made in your life. Live in Orlando, and compete for a championship, and in both internationally and domestically. You want to know how you sell them? 
you get to play against the uh, current Ballon d'Or winner on a rivalry <laughs> game. Yeah. So, That's also something that we, we do have now. Um, now, yeah, we do have that kind of pull. Oh, well, uh, found some more news on them. Oh, yeah, that's good. According to Sky Germany, the two clubs are close to agreeing on a fee in the region of 8 to 10 million euros. I figure that's where, or about where we would have to be at to get this deal done. Throw 11 at him. Amenda himself is said to be keen on joining Eintracht with the move likely to be completed this month. All right, well, fuck you then, Amanda. No, don't say that. He wanted to come, so. You never know. The deal's. Up. The deal's never done until it's done. We see it all the time where they fall apart at the last minute. So there's a possibility there. But there was somebody else that I found that I feel is a good second option there. Somebody that also falls into that young DP contract at 22 years old. A Yuri Wyan international for their U21 team. Nicolas Marikal plays for Dynamo Moscow currently. Is under contract until 2027, but is only currently valued at 3 mil. So, a little bit cheaper. Does have some good first-team minutes over there with Dynamo Moscow playing in, you know, Champions League football. Not necessarily Champions League football, but competing for it. Um, Was a former Wolves target last year, actually. So, attracting the eyes of, of some of the bigger clubs. Um, don't know why that deal fell apart, whether they found somebody else or if they just couldn't agree on a fee. Um, something we noticed about him, with all the positives that I'm about to say, the negative is he turns his body a lot. We did see. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a lot. Someone, so, if someone hits that man with a fake shot, they're in. He's but, like a combination between Joao, Matinho, and uh, Schlegel. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... Like, Ooh. Dude, with the, fu- with the fucking stab right and then Joao's fucking back twisting skills he had going on. See, but the, the thing with the stab <laughs> is is that he times that. Well, yeah. You see it you see it over and over again, him staying on his feet and being able to win the ball in, inside our, our final third. Um yes, he doesn't isn't as good of a project as or good of a product as Arell is, but He's a young kid that I think could, on playing alongside somebody like Robin Johnson with a good model, to, you know, lead him with. He's he could be something good. Obviously, the stats are what speak, um, and they speak for themselves. And eighty-two percent in accurate passes, eighty-four percent of them are accurate in his own half, where you're receiving the ball ninety-five percent of the time as a center back. Long balls are at 59%, accurate balls are at the top, 46%, wins 68% of his duels, 67% of them on the ground, and 70% of them in the air. So I feel like the stats speak for themselves. You know, he's may not pass the eye test 95% of the time, but if he's making the block, if he's if he's making the tackle, winning the interception. Yeah, it's, it's like turning your body is definitely a bad habit, but I feel like it's something he could break. Yes. Like the difference between the two is with, uh, was it Amanda? Amanda. Amanda, you're getting an almost already finished product. Uh, yeah. So whereas with Nicholas? Nicholas, yeah. Nicholas, you're getting a project that it'll take a little time, but he could get to the levels that Amanda's at right now. I definitely feel like it's a step up from our current options that we have. In that spot, whereas Rodrigo, we feel like, has hit his ceiling, whereas with Marical, you're looking at him and you're saying, this is just the floor. There's potential for us to go from here. So, obviously, we're probably not going to sign either one of these players. Obviously, Amanda's on his way to Germany currently, it sounds like. But there's tons of options out there. I mean... In that age range, you're talking about William Saliba being the most expensive in the world, all the way down to on your like first page, if you're looking at value, all the way down to Jakob Hivior, who is 25 mil. And then as soon as you go past that, you're talking about 8, 9, 7, 6, you know. There's a lot of young options. There's a lot of good talent. It's just a matter of finding the right one that wants to be here in Orlando. Yeah, I was just reading a little bit more on Amanda, and I was trying to find stuff on Mario Call, but that's a little bit harder to find on or find stuff on. And it looked like 
last year, Atalanta and Leeds were also in for Amanda. So I, I think we can rule out the possibility of him yeah. going to Orlando, unfortunately. No, it was more for the point of saying there's options out there. Mm-hmm. And obviously we have our scouts. we got to find the right one that isn't going to play Champions League football at a big club somewhere, but is also still in that 20-year-old age range uh, and willing to come get the money in Orlando. And play Champions League football Champions for a big club. club football. Same shit. Alfie Gilchrist. I'd take Alfie Gilchrist on loan <laughs> any day of the week. Yeah, so we've got some work to do, that's for sure. Got some things to figure out. Other clubs are doing work, though. Yep. Not do not work to do future tense, past tense. They've done the work. They've done the work. LAFC lands yet another big name. It's just a bump. I mean, I'm not a fan. But we, you know, respect is due, respect is due, and the French people love them. Yeah, because they love to surrender. Bums. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Hugo Lloris, all the way from Spuds, making his way down to LAFC over there. He's a he's a World Cup winning goalkeeper, so it's a he got carried by everyone else on that yeah, team. Yeah, one hundred percent. But he's, he's still went and won the biggest trophy in football. Yeah. But and I mean, he played me in goal. I could I could win the World Cup with him. With that France team back then? Yeah, probably. Yes. You have one too many croissants, and you're bringing out a chair and sitting in the middle of the goal. That's all you I have mean, to do I mean, on that French team. I was going to say, Hugo basically did the same thing. So, uh, yeah. Uh, no love lost for former Spurs players in here. You're going to have a long day in Orlando. I was going to say, the LFC comes to Orlando this season, yeah. right? I already told him I'm buying. I will buy out the people. That have the tickets right behind the opposite the opposite side goal, so that way at halftime I can just go back to the other side, <laughs> and I, I I will have bought the tickets, so you can't tell me I have to leave. That's true. Go halftime switch. Uh, he's gonna be when the Hugo Lloris documentary comes out. He's gonna be talking about that dumb redneck <laughs> with the long hair in Orlando. <laughs> Played in all the biggest stages in the world: Anfield, the World Cup. He's gonna remember me. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, but for it's a good signing. Obviously, everybody's real hyped on it. He's it is a good signing. But club wise, playing for Spuds, yeah. it just they aren't going to win a trophy anytime soon. So that's good for us. Yeah, hopefully the Tottenham curse carries over. That's for sure. We talk about the team down south getting the other. Other striker, boy, yeah. buddy, man. Hey, don't give a fuck. Oh, it's Iron yeah. home. I mean, yeah, we kind of old news then. I, I, it's kind of old news, but I don't know if we talked about it yet. Uh, bite, no, we did because we That's did talk about bite, bite, bite boys boy. going down to the retirement home. They're breaking rules for the, yeah. the fourth season running. We're gonna. I, I'm really gonna try my best, and I was talking to him about it. I'm gonna try to hunt down the financial documents and compare it to the fair play. Fair play. I'm going to call up my accountant, Kyle Smith. We're going to sit down. We're going to get together. We're going to go through it. Don't worry. We'll get it figured out. The league can't figure it out, but Kyle Smith and I will get it done. Oh, the league's figured it out. They just show it to the side, yeah. Well, somebody who figured out where they wanted to go is probably one of the biggest signings for the MLS, one of the biggest players in the MLS, I should say. Uh, Miles Robinson has decided to take it to the Supporter Shield champion, or Winners in Cincy. They did a good job recruiting him the whole time. You ever see what they did with their stadium? Yeah. They lit it up on the outside. I said, Mile, it was Miles 4 Cincy or Miles 2 Cincy. Yep. Because they got the same thing that Byron's got. They can light up the outside of their stadium. I mean, if you light up your stadium and say Miles to Cincy or Barkis to Cincy, I'm going to Cincy. I'm sorry. Uh, it's way to recruit. They probably paid him. Is that a DP contract, even though? Yeah, it's going to have to be a DP contract. Uh, they bought him, I, th- I believe the fee was around 5 mil. Splash a little cash. So it's going to have to be, it's definitely going to have to be a DP signing in my opinion. Um, but at the same time, I do feel like this was his last opportunity to go overseas. What, how old is he? 
26. I thought it was like 23, 24. No, I think he's older than that now. We'll find out in a second. Miles Robinson is 26. So, yeah, I I feel like this was his last opportunity to make that jump. From a U.S. men's national team perspective, I would have liked to see him go overseas. How long? Uh, I'm trying to find what Tom Boger said about him and see how long that contract is. Because if it's a two-year contract, it's 28, then he can go over to Europe for a couple of years. But if he signed like a four, I feel like 28 too late to me trying to make that jump over to Europe. I don't know. We got someone like Brendan Vasquez who just left Cincy to yeah. go overseas. He's he went over. No, no, Monterey's he, down south. Yeah, yeah, he went. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Same shit. Monterey's he Mexico. made a jump. But yes, that's not the way to put that. <laughs> that's not. That's not the way I meant it. You know it. Um, yeah, from a from a U.S. men's national team perspective, you definitely want to see us getting the best competition for our players, the best opponents. Um, obviously, the MLS is growing, but would have loved to see him go. You know, La Liga, maybe a lower tier La Liga side, maybe a championship side. I could have seen him in Italy, just yeah. a big body yeah. that can play physically. You know, Serie A football would fit him very well. He did have attention from European clubs. I couldn't tell you the names, but I know that Tom said there were European yeah. clubs. So, another U.S. men's national team player. Fell <laughs> well, off yeah. hard. Basically call him a former U.S. men's national team player at this point. Right, yeah. um, Two of them, actually. Yeah. Making his way back to the MLS, Zach Steffen. What a fall. Uh, that move to City was awful for him. Yeah. It was awful for him, but he was also getting minutes at the best club, arguably the best club in the world at that time. Slight minutes, and then he went out on loan the first time to not. It wasn't Forrest, was it? It was Forrest, I believe. It was. And then Dean Henderson came in and beat him out for the job. Yeah, you know, probably should have just said. Wasn't he at Middlesbrough for a time? No, it was Middlesbrough. It was because he signed for City, went out alone to Dusseldorf in Germany, played 18 matches there, came back from Lone Man City June 2020 to July 2022, rode the bench, got 21 appearances though, then went on, on loan to Middlesbrough from July 2022 to June 2023, 45 appearances there, went back to loan on City June 2023, and now he's in Colorado. Yeah, so now in Colorado on a permanent transfer, a non-DP deal. Yeah, he. everybody thought he was going to be the next Tim Howard when he left, or when he was at Columbus and he left, got the move to City. That was a big move for him. And then the injuries hampered him a little bit, maybe not the right loans, uh, just spending time as a two. Uh, when he was the starting keeper for the U.S. men's national team, is never good. We kind of saw that with Matt Turner when he first went to Arsenal, and then he got uh, he got the good loan. No, he got sold. No, but he went out on loan. No, he was just the backup. He no. just went straight, straight to Forest. Yeah, but we saw him perform better than we saw uh, Stefan as the two at Arsenal because yeah. he was – Matt Turner was our cup keeper. You know what I mean? He was playing in the Carabao Cup. He was playing. He was getting good minutes. He was playing some Europa League games. It wasn't like Zach Steffen where it was like. Once every other month. Yeah, maybe four times a season he actually got minutes. So Matt Turner only ever actually appeared for Arsenal seven times. Really? I would have said it was more. Is that just in the Premier League or is that. June 2022 to August 2023. All competitions, seven times. Two in the FA Cup, five in the Europa League. Never played a Premier League minute. Well, just goes down to the forest. Just goes. Comes down to the development we have over there at London Colony. Okay, let's calm down. Stefan really went to shit once Turner got the starting job as a U.S. Mm -hmm. national team keeper. After that, I feel like Stefan went down a cliff. Yeah, he probably did a pretty decent blow to his confidence. Yeah, kind of like the same thing with uh, Thomas Williams, like we said earlier. When's the last time he's been in, like, a U.S. squad? 
Um, two years now. Right? No, I think he was in the Nations League where we won. He was in the squad. He wasn't um, the, the number one there. Two years. Wasn't he the backup? Or no? Marcus Ethan Horvath. For the World Cup? Was he not in that uh, squad? No. No, he definitely wasn't in the World Cup I squad. I think he was injured yeah. during that. So last appearance was in 2022 when he was he played all six matches in the CONCACAF World Cup qualifiers. Okay. So it's been two almost, years almost, almost at yeah. this point. Jesus. Well, how the mighty have fallen. It's unfortunate. Well, hopefully he gets his career back on track. As, you know, like I said, from a U.S. men's national team perspective, you want your players playing the best competition for themselves. But sticking with the MLS, the Rapids are doing business. So Kroenke found his American wallet earlier. Kroenke yeah. <laughs> found his American dollars, that's for sure. With Zach Steffen, Bryce said the first five picks it felt like in the draft. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they traded. Well, they had one of the first five picks, so I guess it was the four other picks around it. They had one of the top five picks, and they traded for each of the players from the top five that went. So they have the top five players. Pretty much, yeah. Yep. So, Chelsea region over here just getting all the young players. And Chris Armas. I'm say with Chris Armas. Oh, look. Will he have his AirPods in managing, like full time manager? Is that a thing? Because he always had him in on the bench. Say, who am I? Well, yeah. <laughs> who am I? There you go. The man himself. Well, they're now about to break the bank in Colorado terms. Yeah. The signing of Jordi Mihailovic. Jordi Mihailovic. Yeah. Who? Bryce? Jordi Mihailovic. Hold on, bud. Hold on. Yeah, so the fee is going to be in the upper $3 million range, which is apparently a record signing for Colorado. I'm not surprised. Sounds about right. <laughs> not at all. Um, player that was targeted by a couple different MLS sides, I'm pretty sure, as soon as they heard he was open to making the move. Um, I believe that Columbus was amongst people interested. Possibly. I it, haven't really seen anything yeah. on this. I was just doing a little bit of reading on it earlier, but... Sounds like he's in the final stages of joining Colorado. I want to know. Obviously, didn't really watch much of AZ, Alkmaar, it, really any of it at all. So I want to know if you can let us know in the comments if anybody watched him. Is this something to where he just wasn't performing up to the standard of what they wanted? They didn't turn out, or the signing didn't turn out to be what they wanted it to be? Or is it is it just the fact of... He's coming back to the MLS. He wants to come back, and he wasn't happy with his life over there because he only made 30-somewhat appearances. And now he's back in a different club in the MLS. I think it's bound to happen in a league like the MLS that's always trying to get young players and uh, sell them over to Europe. I feel like just some of them aren't going to be up to that quality and up to that level. And with him, I, I just feel like he's one of those players. He was very good in the MLS. Went over, try, tried it over in Europe. Didn't work out, and he's just going to come back and be a journeyman in the MLS, probably. Yeah, who knows? He could stay there for the rest of his career. Uh, Alkmaar paid three mil for him, three million euros. And then as long as that transfer fee is in dollars, then it's not the same. But I don't know what the conversion rate is right now. They stayed in that same little value valuation of himself. So, don't know. Wish it could have worked out for him in Europe. So he keeps those minutes, and then maybe he can kind of be like a mainstay sub uh, player, or even uh, uh, just kind of like someone that we play in like the lesser competitions for the U.S. national team, mm -hmm. and he can come in and play. Um, and maybe that still happens, but I think it would have been better for him over in Europe, just uh, quality wise. Yep. Well, that's all the news, the big news. I mean, I'm sure teams are making signings and stuff like that that we don't know about, but the big news from around the league over the past couple of days since we've last reported. 
Um, I'll try my best to try to stay on top of all this nonsense that's going on so that way we can kind of have updates every episodes on what everybody else is doing. Um, you just got an update. I did. The list The list just dropped. Oh, yeah. Oh, the list. And uh, you know who was on it? The whole inner Miami roster. Oh. So not only are they breaking financial fair play. Oh, they're just breaking fair play. Yeah. Hey. Crazy breaking news. You heard it here on OC Fan TV first. <laughs> <laughs> no, shout out Spence. That was a classic. Yeah, that was, that was fun. Um, yeah, do you guys have anything else before we wrap up this episode? Don't think so. Sign Arel. Yeah. Yeah, beat out Frankfurt who? Beat out Frankfurt, boys. 12 mil. Here we come. It's going to be 10.001. Like, really, what is there to do in Frankfurt? Crazy. Like, we got Disney, Universal. We got the beaches. Yeah, sea you World. Could, you could sea World or See the world, world at Disney? <laughs> With Shamu. See the World at Disney. You go to Epcot. Yeah. Fuck around, drink around, drink the around the world. Yeah. Who needs, hey, you can't you do that in Frankfurt, can you? And there's Switzerland there. You can visit your home right here in Orlando. Visit home and go to Germany right next door. That's so, very true. Go get a nice pint. We got it all here. Twenty years old, can't drink here, but we're we're working on it. <laughs> How long you got? <laughs> that didn't stop. Kyle Laren. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he turns 21 July 31st. Okay, so. Boozy, listen to me, bud. Ricardo, Luis, listen. You want this kid. Let's make the signing. For over 10 mil. You got to come in at at least 12, bud. <laughs> if we don't come in at 12, they're just going to laugh at us and leave. So I got a little bit of cash in the wallet that I'm willing to pitch in. OC Fan TV will collectively give you 25 cents towards the signing. Hey, I've got like four bucks in my wallet. We're breaking the bank now. Yeah, that's big. We bucks. have a fifty dollars <laughs> Miller's Alehouse coupon. Sold Thank you for covering the code. I would be livid if I went to try to use <laughs> Owen, it. Owen just smashed the code. Yeah, Owen, we know it would be you. Anyway, thank you all for joining this episode. We appreciate it as always. Make sure you hit that like button, hit the subscribe, turn on that notification bell. Hit the what? Subscribe. Subscribe. Follow us on Twitter. At OC Fan TV 22 on TikTok at OC Fan TV. How do we still not have the OC Fan TV handle on Twitter? Uh, we, you want to go back on no, your uh, I absolutely don't. You want to go down the rabbit hole? But, but it is true. We should just have it. Elon Musk do something. Facts. Um, that'd be crazy. <laughs> For all different reasons. <laughs> um, Instagram at OCFanTV. If you're watching us, then you found us on YouTube. If you're listening to, us, listening to us, then obviously you found us on Spotify, Apple Music, and wherever the hell else we may be. Thank you to Believe for having us on your network, and thank you to our sponsor of today's episode, Bet Online. Make sure you use that welcome code Believe for your 50% welcome bonus. Yet again, Owen, you can't bet online. Too bad, so sad. Good luck. We shall see you all next year. Bye.